Gun chest uncut, yeah you know that's us Where we only speak the real and the real rock with us Where we motivate the people and politic on success Oh no we ain't DJ Kelly, but they swear we the best Gun chest Contrast Uncut is season four, episode 23. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. It's your host, Zylo, aka DJ Juan Dollars, like I won some money. Today, we got a really, really dope and special guest. You know, he's from the Bay Area, you know, the Jose, San Jose to be exact. He's a director, center photographer, and editor at his company, Hatch 86. This brother is a CSUN, Cal State University of Northridge alumni, you know, go Matadors. He has directed some of the dopest videos we have seen today. He's done work for the likes of Jack Boy, E-40, Too Short, Lil John, Kamaya, just to name a sample few, as well as some dope ass tours that he's covered as well. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's all good. We got all episode to chop it up with Hatch 86, very own Josh Fields. How you doing, brother? What's up? Good. How are you? Come on, bro. I'm excited, bro. I, I love what you put, bro. Like, you know, something that's big about videos that's lacking, you provide. There's a void in videos. And like, you know, you're on that same echelon in my eyes is like, uh, uh, Lyrical Lemonade and, you know, uh, Benny Boom and, you know, some of the Kareem Johnson videos, like, you have definitely hit that same interior of design, but you hit them so differently that, that it sticks to people. And that's something that I've always been impressed with your work and, you know, what you've been able to put out into the world. Thank you. So, man, Josh, what's the normal 24 hours for you? Um... So usually I'm not waking up early because I've already been up late the last night editing. Um, so yeah, I wake up, go straight to editing if I don't have a shoot. Um, pretty much editing all day. If, if I'm not shooting, I'm editing all day. I typically clock out at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Yeah. So it's safe to say you're putting in like 14-hour days. Yeah, yeah. Give or take. No, that's so on a, on a shoot day, yeah. On a shoot day, it's, you know, 10, 12-hour shoot on a bigger video. And then I might even go home and edit, too. So, yeah. See, that's passion. Passion-driven serves a purpose. You know, time's the most finite thing we have on this earth, brother. So I got to make sure I let you know I appreciate your time and really appreciate you coming to fuck with me and the viewers and, and you know, dropping that game and dropping some gems of your history along the way so josh i got a quote let me know how this quote relates to you or if it doesn't the idea is i just want you to talk about it are you ready yep rap evolves and to still be current you have to evolve with it get in front or get left behind e40 wait i'm sorry i'm lost what <laughs> i got i was home. No, I got a quote. Let me know how the quote relates to you. And, you know, it's, okay. it's, it relates it's, to me. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a metaphor quote because what he's talking about has a lot to do with what you do. But uh, here we yeah, go. Yeah. Here's a quote Rap evolves 
and to still be current, you have to evolve with it. Get in front or get left behind. E40. Um, yeah, I could definitely relate to that in the video world because just look at videos, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they've, they've been different throughout. And if, if you're still doing the type of video that was around 15 years ago, you're not, you're not relevant. You're not doing it. You know what I mean? So there's stuff I don't just like in music, people don't like mumble rap and whatever. Like, I don't like certain video styles and I don't do that, but I'm still evolving in my own ways. Like back in the day, most videos were just like on a tripod locked off, not even moving. If you, if I tried to do that for somebody today, they would be like, what, what is this? This is boring. Right. So. No, I, I have a little experience shooting videos and that's one thing, or directing videos. One thing I get on the cameraman is if they're not moving enough, then, then they need to stretch. They need to take an energy drink. They got to figure something out or get another job. Uh -huh. And it's at the same time, you know, you know, everything like uh, comes and goes and stuff comes back into style. So like one of the things that's kind of coming back into style, you see it every once in a while now, but like the Buster Rhymes fisheye type of look like that that's kind of becoming a thing again so uh, history does repeat but it's always with a twist to to yeah. to today's time so josh talking about the entertainment world talking about music videos and videography and and commercial short films everything that goes into what you do did the game choose you or did you choose the game hmm I guess a little bit of both. Um, I guess more so I chose it because I could have, I could have gone any direction, you know, and I, I chose it, you know, so, but a little bit of both. Come on, elaborate. I mean, you know, you, you, you uh, being hella vague. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, so I grew, I grew up filming skateboarding and I fell in love with filming skateboarding. And then I realized that it was like more than filming skateboarding, it's just filming in general, you know? And then like in my high school years, I started like really getting deeper into music. And then I was like, oh, I'll put these, these two passions together, film music videos, you know? And back then this was like, you know, early 2000s and music videos were like at their height back then, you know? Like you got TRL and whatever. And like these people were getting million dollar budgets for music videos. It's like, yeah, that's what I want to do. So went to college, I was like, all right, I'm ready to do this. And then now there's no more budgets in it, but it's what I love to do. So I'm gonna keep so, doing it. Josh, when would you consider like your first confirmation that, you know, being in, in you know, the director's chair is what you're supposed to do with your life? Like, what was the confirmation that, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do? Um. I guess it's probably back when I used to make the skateboard videos. So we used to have premieres for our skateboard videos. It took about like a year to make the video. And then we promote, set up a premiere, whether it was like, sometimes it was at a, like an old movie theater. Sometimes it was at a pizza place. Uh, one time it was at a bar, but we would get all these people that would come out to see our video that, you know, it was all me and all my friends, but like, it was me that filmed it, me that edited it. 
and all these people were there to see my video. So I guess it, it was probably then. No, that's dope. Especially understand that you have something that's easy for you to understand and people receive it and want to keep on coming back and watching it. And then people wanting to fuck with you. That's another right. element that people don't understand that's hella valued. Relationships. You know, relationships will get you places that money cannot. And, you know, I'm pretty sure you can attest to with your own testimony of what relationships have done for you on your path and your growth. Yeah, for sure. I can, like, some of those big videos that you mentioned came from relationships, like, that led to that. And I can, I can trace it back to one individual, you know, this guy believed in me, took a chance on me. And from that, this grew and this grew, da, 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 and I got to E40, you know, so. Yeah, relationship dope. huge. Yeah, no, E40 is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Like the first two artists I ever heard that like rapped, it was Snoop Dogg and E40. And you know how the world works is you somehow get to align yourself with who you look up to, and you know you keep on chasing that feeling, and then you get there. And Snoop Dogg's, you know, as I'm here today, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. And you know, for you, you've been able to work with with, with one of your favorites, E40. And, you know, yeah. being in the Bay Area, he's the ambassador. He's, he's definitely one of the people that puts, if you have a bit of talent and you got a spotlight on you, he gives you a chance. Yeah. And so, you know, it's very important that, that you continue to keep relationships. If you're watching, you're tuning in. Relationships will always get you places because it, it, otherwise you got to pay to be around these people to keep it 100. Dad, because this Come, here, epic. Come here, son. No, you want to bust in on me? Say hi. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> All right, tell me about your epic move later. We just, we just son, I'm working. We're, it's we're his just, time. We're just coming with the water. We're talking. with so epic. You know, the one thing about like being on quarantine is that you don't do your work on the road anymore, you have to do it from home. And so it makes you accessible. So these kids understand that there's no lock on the studio door. Mm-hmm. And they bust that motherfucker down and want to tell yeah. me something. Yeah. Okay, back to back to the script. I feel it's always, you know, someone that invests on the idea or puts someone in a position to reach their dreams, as we we're talking about relationships. Who do we owe to thank you for investing into your dreams and you obtaining them? Hmm. I guess I'm just going to say my parents, you know, like the first legit camera I had, they, they paid half, you know, like I told them this is what I want. And they're like, all right, you come up with half and I'll come up with the other half. So you know, I saved for like a good year and then they matched me. Like I would have never been able to afford that camera if it was just me, you know, and then not supporting me. So. No, that's dope. Big shout outs to the parents that are pushing their kids to reach their dreams. I always feel like it always starts at the foundation. And sometimes the foundation can be, you know, life happens. Your parent, one of your parents can pass away or, you know, they could do some crazy things to help support you and they could be locked up. And so, you know, other people play a position. That's why I always feel like it's hella interesting to always ask, who do we owe to thank you? But it's always great to have a foundation. That's exactly what I try to pursue for my own kids. I got to ask you, Josh, what's one thing people got fucked up about this music? I mean, about this film game. Uh, kind of talked about it earlier, but that there's a bunch of money in it for music videos. Like a lot of times people are like, 
shocked at the price I'm charging or trying to get me to do it for less or whatever. But in every type of video I do, this is the lowest pain. You know, like I can go do a corporate video and make a bunch of money and it's easy. But then when it comes to a music video, I'm like busting my ass these 10, 12 hour days that I've been planning for weeks before that, you know, for little pay. And it's, I do it cause I love it, but it just kind of, you know, it, it annoys me when people think that I'm overcharging when it's the opposite. You know, something to embrace is knowing your value and knowing your worth. And that's something that, you know, I feel like a lot of people want to dismiss and just, that's something that, that they definitely have fucked up. I'm happy you highlighted that. Mm -hmm. What would you be doing if you weren't making films and, and videos? I'd probably just be, I used to work in a restaurant. That was like my, you know, my source of income before I started doing this full time. So I'd probably just be stuck in that world. I'd probably just be still waiting tables. Honestly, I was, never, I was never good at anything else in school. I wasn't good at math. I wasn't good at like writing. So just this or nothing. And it's amazing you picked CSUN. You said, you know, from the Bay Area, a lot of people, if you don't know the Bay Area and LA, they don't get along the best ways. Like if you got on LA gear in the Bay, you're gonna be talked to about something. And then, you know, they're a little bit more accepting down South about the Bay but it's aggressive up north. And for you to make that leap of faith to go down to the Valley of Northridge and get your degree, and you know, in one of the biggest broadcasting colleges there is, you know, I gotta take my hat off to you because you took a leap of faith. Thank you. I gotta back up to what you said. I think that was a little biased since you're from, you're from SoCal, right? Yes, sir. So you think, I think, I think you get treated the same if you're out of town either way you're you know you're, you're talking about the home team so you're like oh yeah we're nice to you guys but we we get it bad down there too you don't even have to be wearing anything i could just open my mouth and say hella and people are like oh da, 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 i want to say all this stuff like personally bro like my family's from oakland and so i got a lot of that that isms on me just because i love taking trips to see family up north and yeah you know that alone, everyone always thinks I'm from the Bay. And I, I quickly tell them, no, I'm from LA. It's just my family is hella influenced on me and that, that culture. And you know, I haven't faced too much criticism from, from people thinking I'm from the Bay without asking me. And so that's why I say that. But then again, you know, being white and sounding, you know, different, you also get that judgment of he's different. I like that. So if he's from wherever the hell he's from, you get a different type of energy. Mm -hmm. but I could feel you what you're talking about for the show. Man, Josh, was, go ahead. I was just going to say, whenever I go to LA, I make sure I got my Giants hat on or something. So I, I welcome the comments. <laughs> See, I'm a Dodger fan, so that's probably another reason why I get the hate that I get when I go to the Bay. And I ain't got no problem wearing my shit or the Lakers gear. And then, you know, like especially in Oakland, before they moved to Frisco, the Warriors, man, it was so much hate and, and hate and more hate mm -hmm. but it's all good like lakers, lakers is more like acceptable 
Yeah, it depends. Yeah. It depends. Like, Especially now with, with Kobe, you know, like people might just see that and be like, all right, respect. Like that has for Kobe. Like fuck LA, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real. That's real. It's, it's a perspective. Shit, uh, Josh, what's some of the highs and lows that you face so far in your career that you're willing to discuss? That I'm willing to discuss. Um, I just got to think about something I want to talk about. There's something I definitely don't want to talk about. Um, let's just, yeah, let's just go with highs first. Um, I guess probably traveling, traveling to shoot music videos. Those are, before I ever did it, that's what I wanted to do. You know, not, not all the time, but I was always seeing these videos like in these tropical places. And I was like, it's not, that's not work. You know, like this is already fun to me, like shooting a video, like, you know, in the street, whatever, like, but if I was shooting on an Island, whatever, like sign me up for that, you know? So Damn. I've gotten to do I've gotten to travel like quite a bit and shooting some places that I've never been before. So that's definitely probably one of the highs. Um, lows. I guess probably just money, money stuff, you know, getting, getting stiff by people getting screwed, but it's a learning experience. Every time that something's happening, happened to me, I've changed the way I go about the business end of it. So they've been expensive lessons, you know? Right, right. It sucks, but it's gotta happen for you to learn how to do things and protect yourself. You know, sometimes you gotta take the long way and the wrong way to learn the whole area, to learn the landscape. And you know, sometimes it's a blessing because if you keep on having a whole bunch of just everything goes right, when that one person that does something, you know, shady or faulty, it's going to hit you more than, you know, versus prior. It's just little stuff, little stuff that gets you. It could be some money, but the growth and learning from that cost. I mean, you earn way more from it as you grow. Yeah. I feel it 100%. Now I want to know from all the hatch 86 films that you have done, what's your three favorite videos that you've done of all time? Ooh. Um, I know it's like picking between babies because I know especially every music videos is is a passion project. Yeah, I used to like have this my three just you know I just rattle them off or whatever and I would just say that all the time when people ask me this question, and then more time passes and then I look back at it and I like you know judge my work more. I'm like damn, I gotta stop saying that one. You know what I mean? So. I guess I'm still gonna go with one that it's kind of older now, but the the Filthy Rich video uh, featuring Too Short and E40 and and Ziggy and then Trax Millions on the beat. Those are just all like Bay Area people that I wanted to work with all in one, you know. So and that song is like it's a classic, you know, like it's a modern day classic for sure. I feel. Um, I was hearing that thing on the radio, like in different states and everything. So it blew up for a little while. Um, it's actually that, thing that doesn't have that many views on YouTube. So that was the remix to the song. 
the the regular one has more even though it doesn't have those guys on the the song so i don't know the video just kind of flopped but i still i still love it um what else i guess uh probably the jack boy and tech video i did uh for that that was a that was a big one that one came straight from from uh gazi at empire he hit me up and and had me do that so that was just like that was just dope how it came about you know and then i just went hard on the video so put that one up there too and then damn i don't know it's hard um can i cheat real quick and look at my youtube he said, let me see which one has the most views, and then I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> no, it's not even about the views. <laughs> hey, well, while you do that, I want to make sure I give a big shout-out to Gazi at Empire and everything that brother is doing. And, you know, it's always dope that he, he's looking out for the hometown team because no one else is looking out for the hometown team. That's something I always feel like the Bay never gets enough credit, enough opportunities, and just enough – you know, to really understand that so much comes from that soil. That soil has enriched so many different regions that, you know, needs to have attention to. And Gazi's one person that's putting the spotlight on that. And, you know, I want to make sure I give a big shout out to him. All right, I got it. Hit me with number three. Uh, Lil John and Mac Dre ain't no telling. Forgot about that one for a second. That was... You know, I didn't I didn't technically work with Mac Dre, but right in a way in a way I did. And that was something that I never never imagined I would do, obviously, you know, so that's dope as fuck that you got to work with footage of Mac Dre to put in your V <laughs> and it makes you feel like you was working. That's dope. Now that's dope. All right, I got one more question about the entertainment world and then I'm gonna transition out. And, you know, I basically, I want to know what's been your dopest moment so far, you know, being in this film world. That's something that sticks out more than any other moment. Hmm. I guess. Probably just back to the traveling. Like, that's just crazy to me that I'm going to places like Hawaii and Puerto Rico and a bunch of places in Mexico to shoot a music video. For like, work. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like a double-edged sword because like it's dope that I'm there working or whatever, but half the time I don't even have any free time there. So I can't experience it. But you know, it's just amazing to be the at those places making money. Like Usually you get you gotta save for months to go to somewhere like that, and I'm getting paid to do that stuff. So that's the dream. So yeah. does that mean you and the DP don't get to just jump around in the car and go figure out what you're gonna shoot and and sightsee, but plan that to be in the uh, in the treatment or you know, <laughs> is there any cheat codes you're doing? Because it sounds like you stick it straight to the book and you ain't cutting no corners. Um. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not I'm not cutting any corners, so. <laughs> he said, when I'm paid to go in somewhere else, just believe I'm going from the hotel room to the set and back to the hotel room. You don't have to worry yeah. about Josh. Josh got you covered. 
you know, half, half the time I'm too tired anyway, you know, like after a day of shooting, I'm not going to go out after because I'm just, I'm done and we got to shoot the next day at, you know, 8, 9 a.m., whatever, so. Yeah, no, and I got that from the beginning. Fuck getting up early. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to transition, brother. I'm going to take a pause on the entertainment. I got my two segments. And, you know, one, my first segment is my awareness segment. And, you know, I feel that knowledge is power. But when you use that knowledge, it becomes your superpower. So I like to ask every guest, you know, when was the last time they were pulled over? And what's some advice they can give to somebody in a situation of being pulled over and interacting with the police? Last time? I haven't been pulled over in a long time. Cause I drive, I think it helps. I drive a white Ford Explorer. So I look like a cop. So I think I got like a, a pass from them. <laughs> like, oh, he's, he's one of us, let him go. Um, <laughs> I think last, last time I actually got pulled over was on my motorcycle like five years ago. And the dude was a dick. Like I ended up getting a ticket and it was for some, some bullshit that I didn't do or whatever, but I just shut my mouth and just took it, you know, like I wasn't going to argue with the dude, like, right. I've done, I've done that in the past and it's not, it's not helped. So. No, absolutely brother. And you know, it's important to put your pride to the side and get through the situation as quickly as possible. Yeah. And two, you can always, you know, go to court after so that was my plan, and then that backfired anyway, but <laughs> that's a different story. Shoot, I ain't going to lie. I don't like the idea of someone with a gravel that can hit the damn thing, and then he can uh -huh. say whatever the fuck he wants, and he's going to go sit down for as long as he says, I don't like that shit. It's hard uh -huh. for me to go to court. But, yeah, I just said something I really don't like talking about. So, yeah, I got my next segment. It's called Impulse Q&A. And, you know, just like what I said, I got impulse questions. I hopefully get an impulse answer. You don't like my question. It's all good. It's contrast uncut. I got another one for you. But the idea is I want you to answer three. Are you ready? Yep. Question number one. What is one thing, or excuse me, what is one place you recommend going to at least once in this lifetime? Uh, Mexico. What part? Anywhere, any anywhere on the ocean, like you know, all the all the touristy spots, I guess. Cancun. Yeah, let's just go with Cancun when you're young. Okay. I went there when I was 18, and that was a crazy, crazy time. Hmm. Hmm. Well, what about for all the old folks? You know, I'm about to be 33. I'm trying to find something fun to do, and I know yeah. you go out there to work, but I know you've seen some nice shit. Yeah, well, I, I recently went to um, near Cancun, you know, when I was older, like 31 or something. And there's stuff to do then. Like, I went to, like, Mayan ruins and did shit like that. So I'll, I'll stick with the same answer no matter what your age is. They got, they got something for everybody out there. That's right. Question number two. What is one thing you hate but you wish you loved? Mm, watermelon. Mm. I like hate it. I can't stand it. I don't like the taste. I don't like the smell, the texture. But I understand how like refreshing it is on a hot day. But I can't 
can't do it. I respect you, brother. I love watermelon, and you're the first person ever told me that they don't like it. And so it's like, and you hit it so so respectfully. Shit, <laughs> shit. Question number three: What is the funniest thing you've seen a kid do? Funniest thing I've seen a kid do? Damn, I don't know. I don't got an impulse answer for that one. <laughs> All right, so you want to pass? Yeah, just pass because I just can't even think of anything off okay. top like that. It's all good. Question number three, the redo question. What's one item ingredient that should never be in a burrito? Hmm. Watermelon. No, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Uh, damn, what should never be in a burrito? Like something that people put in there normally or just like something? Bruh, me personally, I can't stand when there's lettuce in my burrito because it'd be some hot okay. and everything okay. that's in there. And it's like, bro, why did you put this much lettuce in this burrito? And so yeah. you know, I'm weird, but I want to see if other people are thinking the same thing. So I'm not that weird. No. I'll, I'm going to go with lettuce. Yeah, I just... And that always surprises you. Like, you don't know it's going to be in there. It's like, sometimes it's not even on the menu, and then you just get it and you bite into it, and there's lettuce. Just like, what the? Come on, bro. Who wants to eat soggy, hot lettuce? Period. <laughs> Who wants to eat that? Yeah. I'm cool. How come street tacos don't have lettuce, but your burritos do? Yeah. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm happy you in, engage with, with my, my hatred for, it's not even hatred, but it's my dislike for lettuce and burritos. Thank you for joining me. We are going to continue think, this fight. I think it's only happened to me uh, like twice, but. Yeah. It catches you to fuck off guard. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be damned, like, I like the spot I go to. So it's like, you know, they make, it's rare to find good ass carne asada and al pastor. Those two things, like if they get down with both of them, you're like in a great, great spot. And when I found out that these motherfuckers put lettuce in there, hurt my soul. Yeah. So Josh, brother, you have survived my awareness segment. You have survived my impulse Q&A. And as a reward, let's promote, let's have the viewers that are tuning in to run up whatever you want them to run up, whatever you're excited for coming up, you know, laces. Um, I mean, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Hatch86Films. Um, I'm like slowly trying to grow that. I'm not putting a big effort in there, but I am, you know, posting original content behind the scenes that you won't see anywhere else. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram, Hatch86Films. Um, I'm always posting on there. I think I post more on my, on my story than I do on, you know, like my, my regular feed, but I know all my shoots. Huh? I said, I know why you posted on your story. Cause you can see who really looks at your shit. I don't do that. Sometimes I like forget that you have that option and then like I'll remember and be like, oh, I'm going to see who looked today, you know, but half the time I forget that you can do that. But it is, it is interesting to see like who sees your stuff. Yeah, no, that shit's dope. Sometimes I'd be just like, wow, I found out like uh, pretty much like, you know, when, when people go through your things, it's like, why is this chick looking at your stuff? 
And it's like, first of all, I don't know why she's looking at my stuff, but how did you know she was looking at my stuff? Don't you know your story tells you everyone that looks at it? Oh, oh, okay, that shit is dope. So, bro, I got one last question for you before I tune out and, and close up and wrap up. And that question is, is out of all the hats you wear from all the things you do, music videos, short films, commercials, which one's your favorite to do? Music videos, for sure. Yeah. And then what role is your favorite? Do you like directing? Do you like being, you know, the guy holding the camera? Like, what is your favorite role? Or do you enjoy editing the most in production? No, definitely not editing. Like, that feels like everything I do doesn't feel like a job. It's fun. But when I'm cooped up in my office editing, that feels like a job. Like, I love when it comes out and it's done, you know, and like I did that, but like just sitting at my computer, typing away or whatever, that that feels like a job. So I definitely wouldn't say editing. I'd probably just say directing. And then, you know, every once in a while I'll be in the mood that I just want to shoot, you know? So it's cool to be like the DP sometimes and, you know, take direction from, from somebody else and just worry about composing the shots. So directing or DP. Mm. Now, do you allow people to come, you know, like pretty much work for free and get knowledge as interns or, you know, what's something that people, if they want to work with you, like what's any type of knowledge they can give out to the world? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely always letting like PAs come on set and just learn and soak up knowledge, like whether they have some knowledge and they want to be hands on or sometimes they'll have people that are just kind of in the background, just observing, you know, so I like to give people that chance because I never, I never got that chance. I used to reach out to directors when I was, you know, first starting out, be like, hey, look, like, I'd love to come to your set and help out in any way. I'm just trying to learn, da da da, and nobody would give me the time of day. So I try to, you know, give that opportunity to people that want it. Bro, thank you for paying it forward, bro. Now that's huge. That's huge. Now if that's inspiration without having to tell somebody. Then you know what? Open your eyes and rewind this shit, man. If you haven't noticed, my show is different. It's unique. I got segments because they got segments. I don't do segments like them, and you know I got to keep that same energy. And I'm like, how do I close out? The viewers knows it's coming. I'm gonna hit you with it. You got any questions for me? Yeah. Um, give me your top five Bay Area artists. Top five Bay Area artists. Number one, E40. That's easy. Number two, I got to give it to Hammer. Number three, I got to give it to Show. Number four, I got to give it to Mac Dre. And number five, Jeezy. Okay, nice. A good it's list. a whole bunch. I love the Bay. You really made me just pick through some of my favorites, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, salute, bro. Uh, shit, on that note, it's Contrast Uncut. It's season four, episode 23. Man, big shout-outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. I wouldn't be able to do incredibly dope shit like interview 
Josh Fields and talk about Hatch 86 and drop some knowledge on his growth along the way. And he let some diamonds fly out in between because, you know, there was diamonds in the rough and they shine when they came out. Thank you, Josh, for coming on and lacing the listeners and, and just, bro, just, just giving your time and, and talking to the viewers. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Boom. Cool. Hey, what's up? This is Josh Fields from Hatch 86 Films, and you're tuned in to Contrast Uncut. Nigga, this ain't what you want. Can I kick it when I'm rhyming? Be a legend through Ebonics. Was a sticker boy. Felt like sticky fingers played at Onyx. Can I live track eight? Felt like Jigga 96. Without a reasonable doubt, the album turned me into this. Shit, we always had dreams of being money making mish. What I 